Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Matt. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. I can't, I can't, for some reason, I can't get to Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire Levels. Mm-hmm. Hello. There it is. <laughs> Wearing the good old meringue ma- meringue mask. Classic, faux show. Classic indeed. What are we doing? Uh, the Gamers Two podcast for the week of January was it twenty fifth? January twenty fifth. And what is your quest? Twenty nineteen. And what? Is your favorite color? Uh, I I don't have one. I'm starting off the references early. That's Monty Python. We're moving on. Oh, yeah. They added all those Netflix. Have you not seen Holy Grail? Uh, no. I'm not like... I'm not the biggest fan of Monty Python. I it, It's just one of those ones where like we love... British comedy and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And when it comes to that, I'm like, hur, hur. yeah, it's very like it. I just don't, I don't know why I tried watching. Um, what's the one that's uh, the life of Brian, maybe life of Brian. Yeah. I tried watching that history of the world. Uh, basically like they added all, all I don't want to say all of them. Cause I know there's a lot of it. They added a ton of Monty Python to Netflix. I was like, cause there's the entire TV series. And I've perused a lot of it and I just can't seem Fun. to like get into it. Flying Circus? Huh. Monty Python's Flying Circus? Monty, uh... Something like that. It's something like that. Anyway, I got all like 18 seasons or something on DVD for my dad years ago. It was right when he had a, a surgery and it was like, perfect. Binge it. <laughs> Good luck finishing it. It's a ton of stuff. But nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. I'm done with Monty Python <laughs> in theory that I can remember for the next few. I'm sure something will creep back in. Trojan Rabbit. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so the Gamers 2 podcast for the week of January 25th, 2019. What have you been doing in the last seven days? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean... Besides for the obvious, like, you know, I I finished. Besides for the obvious, he says, which means anime and nothing else. Well, no, I've watched some anime. I've, you know, kept up on the shows. Most of them are ending. Their um, seasons are, are 
done. Uh, they're all all been good. No duds this year so far. I think I've did a good job of avoiding the bad ones. There you go. There you go. Um, nothing new. Uh, finished uh, Odyssey. Finished my Odyssey with Odyssey. Um, well put. Don't know what I'm going to move on to. I have to go back and Anthem look at the list. Weeks. Yeah, I mean, but... you got two weeks. Two so, weeks is plenty of time. Two weeks is plenty of time, but it's just going to be what do you want to really, what do you want to wedge into those two weeks? Because my thought that I'm finishing Odyssey in two weeks is getting thrown out the window, probably. Yeah, yeah there's no way. I think I might slide, to, potentially try to slide Detroit in. But anyway, that's, that's a. Did you, did you see how many hours of Odyssey? Yeah. Uh, it, by that, do you mean did I look at the other doc that you. Yeah. Uh, I did look at it. I believe you were somewhere around here. 93. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> I I'll get there. I always yeah. do. It, my real goal is get there before division. My that's my true goal because division is the next one that I'm like 100 percent committed to. Anthem, I'm still trepidation. Division is my big division in the show. Both drop the same month. I'm not playing something else during that time, like unless so, it's also Anthem. So it'll be division. It's three March. Weeks? It's March. Um, March fifteenth. So I got time. What else have I been doing? And it, we know that if I really sit down with it, I can move. Yeah, you it don't have to is. partake as much as I did. I don't have to. <laughs> Never mind. But um, what else has there been in the life? Um, in the life of the Bantu, the way we see him go to the cornucopia and take but a fruit. <laughs> Nah, that's it. That's really it. Oh, all right. Yeah, just a lot of Odyssey, I feel like, and just to try to get it off the plate. Yeah, get it burned, get it done, moving yeah, on. Yeah, I was starting to get in. Uh, I don't want to say it. it was. I also saw what you wrote. So. It was wearing thin. Yeah, no spoilers in there. So just, No, no, no spoilers. No. Thoughts on the ending? Uh, I don't. I don't know what it is. I just mean like overall thoughts, like a disappointment, or like you see it coming, or out of left field Shyamalan twist. No, they were in the village. They were right next to the city the whole time. It doesn't ever really peak. I feel like it like basically just, maintains the same steady course and pitch and tempo through the whole entire thing, and it just kind of. I guess that's, I end. guess that's not bad because that's sometimes the problem I have with a book is that it ramps. We, we're building this whole thing till we ramp up, and then like in two chapters we're done, and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I guess that's the end of the book. And but at the same time, I'm like, we, we got we should be building building I, towards something. I get like, have you ever watched? Uh, nope. The movie. I, I don't know if it's called Ulysses or if it's just called The Odyssey. Oh, I, I feel like every. Every school like makes you watch it. I'm gonna say no. Um, and I very, I very much feel like that's what they were going for was that particular ah, okay. like where it's like he's it's you know it's it's the Odyssey basically. Right. So he's taking this lifelong journey essentially, and like I feel like that's what they were trying to create, but they did it without putting enough main story in there, and there's not enough like. Um, 
there's not enough meat, there's too much potatoes. Yeah, and there's just not enough weight, and like, there's not enough, uh, you don't have enough skin in the game, I feel like. Ah, uh, almost more of you're playing a side character situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... You NPC. It, it, there's several odysseys going on at once, too, like, what they just describe as odysseys right yeah because it it breaks that down early where it's like this odyssey and this odyssey and yeah it's very easy to finish them uh i don't want to say out of order because you can finish them in any order but right there's obviously an order that makes sense (laughs) okay and an order where it's like i'm probably seeing this too soon um and i very much here's the ending to that odyssey uh which (laughs) takes place after the rest of these other odysseys yeah so like it it's very much like you can if if you step back and look at the odysseys it's very much like oh this was the order that they intended you to finish these in and right if you get impatient you might perhaps run into doing run the into, wrong one yeah. at the wrong time it doesn't affect the story so much as it's just like oh that kind of took me out of it for a second there like yeah you're like i didn't know that but yeah um it well, you read the thing. I I don't I don't I like it. It's just, it's just it's so close but so far away at the yeah. same time. That's that's all. That's all I got. So close, no matter how far. Metallica. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like. I want them to do like a Macedonia, Alexander the Great, Persia themed one but it's too close oh way too close we gotta we're getting we're getting on the verge of assassin's creed going back to the future that's all i'm saying there was um i saw one a couple frames in a cutscene, and i was like i wonder i bet that's where they're going next and now i can't fucking remember what it was <laughs> oh hey, well. it can't be further back that'd be primal no i'm it was, uh, I can't remember what the hell it was now. I'll, I'll randomly remember it and text you mm. or something. Okay. What What have you been up to? Because obviously, my, my I'm always boring. I'm always like one game and that done. One and <laughs> the, done. The other half of Gamers 2. The more culture. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I couldn't even say it without laughing. Uh so I played a little bit more Let's Go uh, Pikachu. Pika, I've, Pika. Pika. I've played some more Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I got past the snake dick. Uh, I have still been playing MLB The Show. That um, I feel like this is the longest you've played in MLB. It's the longest that I can say I've consistently played it. Because while I played the last, the one before this... Like into December, probably or mm-hmm. close around there. I didn't pick it up after that. It was yeah. just on my shelf. This I picked back up, and I was just like, "I'm gonna go." And I was, I've just been going again. And I, I can't stop. They must have done something. At a, right. cer- at a certain point, I'll be able to stop because I just I will reach a point where I no longer there's the way they do certain things. I'm playing the Diamond Dynasty mode specifically, and there's certain ways they do things like with uh, card turn-ins and stuff. That I'm just not playing. I'm not going to play the market for it. I don't care to do that. So I will stop once I no longer can attain things just by playing like that. Nope. Nope. Later. Too much. Nope. Yeah. Not doing it. 
then played Battlefield Five. The new challenges have dropped. Squad Conquest sucks. I'll say it, and I'll stand on. I'll stay there. That's all I'm gonna say. I did it. I got it done. Don't like the game mode. Uh, started a new save with Kenny and FM19. Still been playing Guacamelee. Still, this this is where I'm gonna get like real into some shit. I gotta think now for a bit. Still been playing Stardew. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The one I forgot to fail to mention a little while ago was I played quite a bit of Overcooked Two with Todd while he was in town. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious and entertaining. Classic games. <laughs> there are ghosts in the studio that apparently can touch things. Uh, played a little bit of the Swords of Ditto with him as well. Never went back to that, though. Played a lot more Overcooked. Um, I have one for us to play later. Uh, we have both kind of dabbled in the Anthem demo. Uh, I have not started Detroit. Detroit's good. I haven't installed. I just haven't had like a good sit-down time to do it because I've just been doing a bunch of stuff otherwise. Yeah. Um, and then you'll probably appreciate the fact that you can, you can very much do the game in chapters so you can like pick it up, do a little slice and then walk right, away. Which is what I want to do. I want to do it like this chapter, this night, next night, next chapter and, yeah. and play it the way that I would play a telltale game mm-hmm. where I do episodes a night. So yeah, that that's everything I think I've played. I picked Overwatch back up for a little bit just for funsies. I've been enjoying that. Hmm. Just it's more more of an arcade shooter than uh, Battlefield, where it's more simulation. You know, so yeah, get all these stupid abilities and have a lot of fun with it. Cool, fun time. Uh, then I stopped reading the book that I was reading. I couldn't. I couldn't continue. It just. Sometimes you just got to let it go. I had to, man. I couldn't hold it back anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then I started reading a new book. Uh, I'm very, very little into it. I'm debating if I want to buy like the audio version of it, like the Audible. Yeah. It's only like a buck 99 and then just listen to it in the car. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if I even if I'm at work, I can throw my headphones in like people don't question me. I still answer emails and whatever, so. Throw my headphones in and listen to it. Uh, but this new one is called The Killer Collective by Barry Eisler. That sounds interesting. It does. The picture reminds me, uh, the cover reminds me of the movie Now You See Me. The people? Yep. Yeah, I saw it. Faux shizzle. And it's... Uh, I have, I, like I said, I'm barely into it. You saw 2% was on there. It basically seems like it's going to be a gaggle of people trying to figure out, you know, clue. And then I've been watching football. I'm not going to talk about football. For anybody that's curious, I'm a Saints fan. You can figure it out from there. Uh, I'm a Manchester United fan, which have won their last seven or eight games now as of the win today. So, whoo, go Man U. Uh, and basketball, been watching that too. Thunder fan, here we go. And then we're coming up on MLB season, boys. Woo! And we've been watching the Grand Tour. Yeah, I enjoy that. Not so much all that other sports nonsense. 
yeah, Grand Tour is always enjoyable, and it's actually entertaining to be able to watch a new episode with Matt after both just being able to talk about Top Gear for so many years, but not yeah. not mm-hmm. actually watch it. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this special they're they're running. So that hey, that second part is already out. Uh-huh. I'm just saving it for next week. I didn't want to double up on a two hour thing tonight. Mm. They do two parts at once, or I don't know. They behind? just released it. No, we're not behind. Okay, they just huh. I don't think we're behind. Hmm. I don't think we're behind. I'll say that. Hi, Max. Um, the and I'm going to hit on a couple things real quick. Uh, we have tried two beers tonight. This is not. This is just uh, people are curious. I feel like all the time. Yeah. Wow. So we tried this uh, sour, sweet, the dissident. Yes. Uh, beer out of I think it was I don't remember now shit I don't remember either it's out I west wanna, I want to say like Oregon but I'm not sure yeah might be that uh, holy shit sour yeah it's it's um I don't even know it it was like extremely sour and then a tar up front and then the aftertaste like screamed grape soda to me yeah it was it was like a non carbonated grape soda. But tart. It, it was weird. Yeah. It wasn't awful. Like, I've had the one sour you brought over that one time. Mm-hmm. That I think Dewey left at your house. Yeah. Was way more sour. Almost like I wouldn't drink it sour. Yeah. That one was a fruity sour, while not my preferred choice. Wasn't awful. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. yeah. I, think I, sours... I, think I, I think I poured that out. Yeah. I don't know. Like, sours are just so bizarre to me. Like, I just never know, like, how to take them you know like yeah <clears throat> i don't know full of sugar man i guess so the uh the other one that i am currently finishing off is a pale ale called groundbreaker from portland oregon and matt and i both approve yeah it was good balanced well balanced very well balanced good flavor not not a burn mm-hmm. but good you know just all around it's a solid pale ale do they label that as an American pale ale or does it just say pale ale? It just says pale ale, dry hopped with Cascade and Meridian hops. And chestnuts. Belgian style candy syrup. So I don't know if that changes anything. Tapioca, tapioca maltodextrin. Delish. It's <laughs> gluten free. They have this enzyme that you And can... uh according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcohol beverages during pregnancy. That that makes sense. I don't even see a percentage on here, by the way, so yeah. It's a secret. Yep, anyway. That's uh and then we had this pizza, a smokehouse barbecue pizza from a local place in town. Bacon, brisket, chicken, barbecue sauce, hot peppers, tomatoes, regular peppers. It was a good time. It was delicious. It was uh, it was almost like a flatbread pizza. It was like my failed pizza, but better <laughs> <laughs> in almost every way. I say my failed pizza. I'm sure her recipe was great, but I love to butcher everything she gives us. So we'll get to more of that in this next episode. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Anyway, shall we uh, move on with the actual video game nerd stuff? I suppose 
then it is time for new releases that Nate actually wrote down this week. And we start with number one. Realm Royale, officially released for Xbox. Now he threw this one in because it's just a fun title. Here we go. <laughs> Senren Kagura Burst Renewal, Bursting at the Seams Edition, and TaylorMade Edition, both for PS4 and PC. That is a title. Yeah, it is. The Hong Kong Massacre for PC. That's that game that looks kind of like Hotline Miami mixed with Sleeping Dogs, the top-down one. Okay. I think that was Devolver's kind of, I, We saw it at uh, E3. Mm-hmm. Heroes Trials for Xbox. The Walking Vegetables Radical Edition for Xbox. Unruly Heroes, Xbox. Life is Strange Episode 2. Resident Evil 2, PS4, Xbox, and PC. And Steamroll for the Xbox. The hype with Resident Evil 2, I don't quite get it. I think a lot of people just really liked what 7 did. Yeah. And then when they said, we're going to take 7's engine and put it back on 2, which a bunch of people liked 2, apparently. Mm-hmm. Just It was just like a... It's almost like a fan service thing. But that it worked really well. Hmm. Is what, what it seems like to me. Because it seems like a lot of people that are Resident Evil fans are pumped. Yeah. But I haven't seen a ton of people that aren't Resident Evil fans say say anything either way. Like, they've said maybe that it's good... But they don't. They don't have a, like a comparison level or anything, you know. There's not. Yeah. There's not the nostalgia factor kicking in. And, mm. and to get into the news, I will go. <laughs> Choose wisely. Uh, I'll go. F- uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go first, mostly because I really want to hear you read the second story. So I'll go first. All right, all right. Into the flashy news headlines. That's how good the segment name is, because Nate couldn't think of anything else to write when he wrote <laughs> up the doc the very first time. Once again, if you want this segment sponsored, or to have <laughs> or to, or to have any other better name, tell me a better name. Reddit.com slash r slash gamers two. Please. Number one. Here we are again, another week, and with it, more updates to previous stories. Ooh, a recap topic. (laughs) As you may remember from last week, we briefly touched on the backlash from the DLC for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Essentially, the player character was forced into a relationship, which was counter to how the core game was set up. Anyway, a Ubisoft community manager made a short post on the Odyssey forums with an update. After hearing player feedback and discussing, oh, sorry, quote, after hearing player feedback and discussing within the development team, we are making changes to a cutscene and some dialogue in Shadow Heritage to better reflect the nature of the relationship for players selecting a non-romantic storyline. These changes, along with a renaming, oh, sorry, along with renaming a trophy slash achievement are being made now and will be implemented in an upcoming patch. We've also been carefully looking at the next episode, Bloodline, to ensure the paths that players experience mirror the choices they make in the game, end quote. 
my my god, Jr. We got a <laughs> Mass Effect three ending problem. Yeah, I, I uh, well originally they said, oh, we're gonna change the upcoming right, and yeah. I and I said I can't see them reverting this yep. one. Just kidding, retcon. And then uh, the Wookies run off the entire time. You're like, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, but hey. Power to them for being able to pivot on a dime and listen to the community and go, we fucked up. We understand. We'll take care of it. Not the Mass Effect one where it seemed like it was a bunch of weird outcries. Mm-hmm. And then them being like, we're not doing that. And then be like, yo, no, you're doing that. And then finally they caved. Well, it was, I guess. It was a really weird one there. It makes me curious about their development, though. Like, if they're if they're able to make changes and modify stuff that quickly and have it still come out you know, on right. par with everything else. Like that's interesting. It And why can't other companies do something similar? Yeah. I mean, they could just have it. Yves could have his magistical powers. Yeah. Of a super Saiyan flowing through that office. Yeah. Either they have like a thousand people working on it, which could be the case. It's Ubisoft or they have like a game engine. That's, you know, fairly adaptive. The bottom of that beer is warm. <laughs> I wonder if it was unfiltered. Get all that the yeasty goodness. I didn't get grainy. Okay, but yeah, I've had I've had that. That which reminds me, the other th- one, two, three, four, five, the other three are yeah, the other three are currently still out of the fridge. Darn it! They're going back in. Uh. Anyway. Okay, where was I? <clears throat> number num- number two. I can't count, Nate. I can't. Okay, so here I'm going to do a re- visual representation for you. Ready? Un. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Dos. Oh. Your <laughs> quinceanera. <laughs> if someone were to ask you what games <laughs> should have an esports league, I'm fairly confident that Farming Simulator would not come up. But Matt, Farming Simulator is awesome. I'm not disagreeing with that. The amount of times that we have mentioned Farming Simulator on this podcast... Is a lot. ...as a shit-eating joke. Have you ever played it, though? Well, meanwhile, it thrives? No, I've never played it. (laughs) Neither have I. Do I feel like I should? Maybe. Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Um, Tell you what. uh, P.O. Box, Gamers 2, at something, something, whatever my address is. (laughs) If you want to see us play... (laughs) Farming, you know what? Farming Simulator. What's a little foreshadowing because it's in the story, but we should hit up this 3v3. We should get a local 3v3 tournament going. A farming you, you, me, and Dewey versus any three people around the, the greater New York area that want to come step to our... I'll raise some nasty corn, okay? <laughs> you think the fucking Halo thing was cool or you were fighting between your two towns? Wait till I outfarm you, bitch. <laughs> Except someone from up the road will probably come down and bring their real farming knowledge. Oh, yeah, someone from up the road. <laughs> My neighbor across the street that's 98 will be like, you listen here, bitch. Watch this. And he'll three days in, he'll be harvesting corn and I'll just be still planting seeds because I've been just dicking off the entire time. Buying tractors. Anyway. <laughs> you might want to start that one over. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, the moral of the story is that Farming Simulator is definitely getting an esports league. 
The league was announced via the game's website and apparently will feature 10 tournaments across Europe. That's the interesting part, I feel. I, this game must be huge in Europe, I'm assuming. What else do they have to do? Play FIFA? Soccer and farm. <laughs> Believe it or not, this isn't the first season for tournaments for the game, as it found success in 2018. But this new season will have a significant increase in the prize pool. Teams will compete to win about $110,000 for the championship, and $250,000 will be spread across the 10 tournament prize pools. For reference, from another story that I didn't add in, that's more money than the World of Warcraft esports leagues. Both of them combined. I 100% believe that. I, I don't even question that. I won't even ask you what source you got them from. I believe you. Uh... <laughs> Farming now, if you told me it was more than the League of Legends or Dota one, we'd have a problem, but <laughs> yeah. continue. Uh, Farming Simulator 19, which is the game being used for the new esports league, is getting a competitive 3v3 mode, which should which makes sense, obviously, if it's going to have its own esports league. It should have a competitive mode. Uh, Giant Software, who make Farming Simulator, said that the development of the new league won't interfere with updates to the game, so casual players can rest easy. Yeah. So this might get talked about more than any other story because it's just going to be me going on about it. But when, as you know, I was stalking the live editing of the doc yeah. uh, last night. And I was playing FM with Kenny at the time. And I knew I wrote that headline in, obviously. Yeah. And I'm reading some of the stuff you're writing. And I'm talking to him about it. I'm like, can you believe this? And he's like, I'm... <laughs> It's like people play that, and I was like, a lot of people like weirdly. It's weirdly popular, yeah, and especially in Europe, and yeah, Europe, in Europe. Um, but I was like, I'm actually curious to watch. I don't, I don't, because I don't know what's going on in the game, but I'm yeah. super curious to watch at least like one full like one weekend what, of it what, yeah what does that because, look like because what is yeah what does it look like what do you do is it a 3v3 are you all three of you working you, on the same yeah, farm how do you like do you have to rotate who like, wait how do you determine who wins like, like is, is it the production first, is like, the first day one person the second day another like i i, I just want to watch because i'm now now i'm invested because i'm confused and i want to learn I don't want to learn the actual, like, the deep strategy. Like, as you can see here, he's doing a Z through the middle of his field because when he comes back to do lines later, that will be the fastest way that he can farm. There's them. so like, many no, questions, I don't wanna, though. I don't so, like, know that. when they're getting in, is there going to be different equipment? Like, you know, like, what if everyone picks the same tractor? Why are they picking that specific tractor? Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, what is... Does like... the speed gear ratio <laughs> on that tractor happen to slightly benefit itself versus the slightly increased one-inch width of the tire on the other tractor? Time, <laughs> time will tell, sir. Time will tell. Uh, can I buy upgrades to my tractors? What can I tow behind my tractors? Do I yeah. need specific tractors that for That gets in a whole other thing. What about farm layout? Am I actually farming or am I doing racing games with tractors? I need to know. Uh, we have a lot of questions. I'm I'm gonna I might have to look up the schedule and see if we the can get The problem is every streams. time that somebody tells me an answer, I'm gonna have six more questions. <laughs> uh. And if you didn't think that was crazy, number three. The adventure continues for slightly mad studios mad box console. CEO Ian Bell shared via Twitter some rendered designs that could become the console's controller. 
The overall design seems to follow the Xbox controller's school of thought and with a dash more RGB. Give me them colors. Mm-hmm. Rainbow. Some of the more interesting design elements include pedals behind the controller. <gasps> Somebody called the Xbox Elite controller. And a screen built into the center where the PS4 touchpad is. Ooh, somebody call Wii U. <laughs> Although the designs may look aesthetically appealing, I don't know how realistic it would be to put an LED screen inside a controller. Matt missed the notes on the Wii U. Oh, wait, it didn't sell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't imagine it would be cheap. Here's the thing. Yeah. You can get little LED screens. You can just pop them on top of Raspberry Pi and call it a day. Yeah. Boom, boom. It's depending on what they're trying to do with that screen is the problem. Am I trying to make that like a stream deck where I can quick hot, I can map hot buttons to that? So I'm like, oh my God, I need to shift down. Screw doing all this stuff. Shift. That's saying I'm playing a racing game. Not like, yeah. It's just interesting. It's the more part that scares me is that they wouldn't, usually the controller price, I think, isn't like, in the console price initially, like the one that comes with it, that doesn't really affect it too much. It's whatever the bought, yeah, like your second controller problem becomes. And no one wants to spend. Nobody wants to spend. I don't want to spend sixty dollars on a controller. That's what yeah. they are. It's. I can't believe that Switch is successfully selling controllers for eighty bucks. Are they? I have because yet to see them on I sale. think they're constantly on sale on Amazon, or like I say, constantly on sale. I'm pretty sure they're almost all the time, or close. Excuse me, close to it on sale on Amazon. So maybe, and that's Joy-Con specific. I mean, yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's those are absurdly expensive. But although you could argue it's technically two, you know, but yeah, because you can buy one, but. It's uh, it's interesting to see still more stuff coming out about this Madbox console. Please name it something. Yeah, okay. I want to. I, we also need to get at some point the results of the Twitter campaign of the, their slogan. Yeah, um, I, I'm like, Sad. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested. Like, I'm, I'm like kind of like the dude sitting on the corner eating popcorn, watching the situation unfold because, like, oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the popcorn gif. I have no. I'm not invested to where I want to see the console succeed. I'm just not sure where it's going to go. Like I logically, I feel like it's going to fail. Yeah, I'm scared it's Ouya, and that's yeah. the problem. I, it's hard for me to comprehend that something like this could be successful. Um, but but it's like he's going so hard, and it's like getting so much hype that I'm I'm feeling like it's hitting that it's going to hit that point where. It's going to be too big to fail. Yeah, where now it's a serious thing, and everybody's like, "Uh oh." So maybe it limps along for like two years, and then it, you know peters out and goes away. Yeah, or it limps along for two years, and they're like, "Send it." Yeah, <laughs> good. I'm send gonna send it. it. Uh, we need more of that attitude in the video <laughs> game world. Uh, somebody tried, but he's doing everything illegally and wrong. Oh. Soldier boy. <laughs> Uh, so I've started a new trend here where like, I've just been leaving out lawsuits because I, we literally could make a lawsuit podcast. Oh yeah. We could, we could name it, uh, lawyers are us. And then the immediate disclaimer at the beginning of the episode is we aren't lawyers. And then we'll just talk about bullshit. The entire time. And, and it'll just be like, who's suing Fortnite this week? Yeah. Uh, Do you want to have something? You want to make money off the gaming industry? Sue it. 
And in our segment of things you should sue for, we see this dance that so and so could claim they own. Clean sue this em. dance. All right. Uh, number four, Sony is expanding their PlayStation Now service Holy to more regions in Europe. Holy shit. Uh, Sony said they will announce specific release dates soon, but I assume it will be after the February beta. Spain, Italy, Portugal, Norway, Denmark, Finland, and Sweden are the countries gaining PS Now support. Um, thought that was uh, just, you know, a little, little sprinkle in there. Just, just to keep an eye on PlayStation Now. We're watching you, motherfucker. It's more of the, hey, we're not dead. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that's that's about as good as you can say about which PlayStation Now. Is surprising. That friggin' service costs twenty dollars a month. I like that. Yeah, I like that you switched it to friggin' then, yeah. but then said we're watching you, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't want to keep just dropping f bombs, but um, twenty dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year—that's a lot of money for for PlayStation Now. Yeah, I'm just curious if they're like. If it's successful in any way, uh, if they're rolling out services because they're eventually going to be like, "Hey, we're switching this up to a, like you know uh, something to compete with Game Pass," or what the deal is. So just you know, just watch, keep an eye on the ball over there. I'm sniffing out what you're doing. I'm seeing you. I'm watching you, private. All right, watching you. All right, number five. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
we're reaching the end of the fiscal year, so naturally every game will get pushed out of it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, should have foresaw that one. Should read what Matt's <laughs> actually writing. We're reaching the end of the fiscal year, so naturally groups like the NPD and Entertainment Software Association, ESA, as well as analysts are releasing revenue figures and growth percentages. According to the NPD group and the ESA, Americans spent... <coughs> billion on the games industry. That's 43.4 billion with a B dollars on the games industry. Hardware revenue grew 15% over the previous year, while software revenue grew 18% over 2017. That's a really weird way to show us that. Okay. The NPD group also named the Nintendo Switch as the best-selling console of 2018 in both unit sales and dollars. Not surprising. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 was the best-selling game, but we should note that the NPD group doesn't currently track digital sales, meaning that Red Dead sold even more. Speaking of digital sales, analyst firm Superdata... Oh, holy shit, there literally is a transition right into six... (laughs) Uh, says that Fortnite made an estimated two point four billion dollars. So we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop you right there. Yes. Because uh, I just want to do some quick math. Uh, so let's see. If Americans spent forty three point four billion throughout the entire industry. Yes. And if you're about to do this math below me, I'm gonna stop talking. I'm not, but I'm gonna add more to it because that's the point I'm getting to. Okay. So forty three point four billion dollars in the games industry, and two point four billion of that went to Fortnite. Yep. Well, they don't track digital sales, and they don't track digital sales. So, so everything twenty about, billion went to Fortnite. They don't track digital sales, so everything I'm about to mention isn't counted in this figure. The figure that I just we you just said. So, anyways, where were we? Two point four billion for Fortnite. Obviously, they were at the tippity top of the mountain when it comes to free to play <laughs> games. Oh, but they were only halfway up, folks. You better get that reference. Moving on. But the other games pulled in bank too. Tencent's Honor of Kings, known as Arena of Valor, Valor in the West, made $1.3 billion. League of Legends made $1.4. Pokemon Go made $1.1. Candy Crush Saga made $1 billion. And PUBG made $1.035 billion. I don't know why they got so deep on the decibel on that one. Uh, those figures are impressive. I imagine the $43 billion in revenue from the American game industry might be double that if it included digital sales. There's a good chance it could be. Uh, but Superdata is saying that they would do digital sales, right? So it's saying that... Superdata is just looking at digital, digital. sales. Free-to-play so, games. Yeah, so I guess because the MPD and ESA don't do it, so they spent forty three point four, meaning that forty another like fifty billion just in what we just said right there was spent digitally between those games alone. Yeah, um, and then it's also funny to mention <laughs> specifically Tencent because Tencent's Honor of Kings owns Arena Valor in the West one point three billion. Uh, Tencent also owns a giant stake in League of Legends, so there's another one point four for them. Tencent also owns part of PUBG. There's that Candy Crush is Activision, so who cares anything we say about Activision Blizzard having a problem? They made a billion dollars. Uh, Pokemon Go is still killing it. Not surprising. Yeah. It's all very interesting. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. And now we move to speaking of it. Number yeah. seven. 
That kind of worked out. It's going to work out constantly. I'm going to segue this thing like the crazy mm. madman I am. Why did I choose this? Because I just read number nine. All right, here we go. <laughs> Blizzard. Sorry, number seven. <laughs> Blizzard has apparently nabbed the creative director for Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3. Sebastian Stepien, who worked for CD Projekt Red for 13 years, seems to have stepped into a creative director position at Blizzard if his LinkedIn page is to believe. You liar! Sebastian was acting as creative director, narrative director, and setting director for Cyberpunk 2077. Didn't we already call him the game director? Oh, sorry, creative director. Yeah. So isn't that that? Whatever. When he left this month, so it'll be interesting to see what he'll be doing at Blizzard. Which is interesting because I bet it's in a mobile game. <laughs> what if it is, though? It's probably not. My guess is it's either helping to write whatever WoW's problems are. Mm-hmm. Probably not. It's probably more one of their new things that they're working on with all these, air quotes, new projects that they're yeah. supposedly pushing. So we'll see. Interesting. My, my part when I saw that was like, so Cyberpunk's done? Yeah, that was... That, that this... was the weird... I, I had two thoughts. Was the it's odd? It's generally odd for someone who's obviously higher up on the who's, totem pole and is at Sea Red of all people, yeah, like, and working on Cyberpunk to leave before a project's over with. But it's also like I feel like in general that's strange. He worked for CD Projekt Red, which is very well regarded, and he went to Blizzard, which right now is not like. So I'm assuming they gave him. Fat stacks. Yeah, which they apparently can't put back in the game. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's, it, the situation's strange. So I yeah, wonder if they like weird. handpicked him for a specific reason. And or he's something. gotta see something we don't. Yeah. They had to have said, like, hey, we want you to come in and do something with this thing. I, my thought was um I mean CD Project Rad, if he did The Witcher and did Cyberpunk, like, I don't know if they have something crazy in mind for, like, a new, whatever the current form of Diablo project is. Overwatch, Diablo 4, whatever the the next step in Overwatch is, whatever Diablo 4 is. But they're not going to take Jeff Kaplan off Diablo or Overwatch, so it could be Diablo. It could, like I said, it could very well be something to do with WoW. There Uh, there are clips Give them an expansion to fix the... Story. There are. <laughs> I don't want to get into WoW again, but there were screenshots that people put up of the mother console. Which, if you play WoW, know what I mean. It's, at least this expansion, the mother console, like voice lines that if you let her actually talk, everything she says, and she's talking about how like the Titans had this and how uh, they spread like parts of things all over to these other all these other planets and stuff like that, and then it that later on is like. It has so many data bytes of this stuff, or sorry, of this stuff or this stuff, and then it has the highest number they give is like self-portrait images, and it's like ha ha ha. They take a bunch of selfies. They're titans. It's funny, but like when you read through it, it's like they could use that right that sentence right there as the loophole to we're shutting down World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft 2, electric boogaloo and they take us to a new <laughs> planet. <laughs> they take us to a new planet and they just we're doing the whole thing over again. Uh <laughs> That's a good name. Uh <laughs> You're welcome, Blizzard. Good luck. Speaking of games that are not doing so hot. Electric boogalooing. <laughs> Uh, Fallout 76 
is adding a survival mode into their survival game. I was asked, wait a second. Aren't they a survival? All right. Uh, the mode will essentially remove the anti-griefing system and mark all players as hostile. Uh, the risk is a little higher as well when entering combat in the regular, what they're calling adventure mode now. If you were to lose in PvP combat, you may drop your junk, uh, which isn't necessarily valuable. It's just it's literally junk that you use to like craft and crap. Um, in survival mode, you could possibly drop your aid items if you're killed, uh, which those are considerably more valuable. Um, no one is sure if any of this will actually help since they have a whole slew of new games coming out that they're competing against now. And uh, higher-level players who have been using exploits will clearly still have an advantage. So, yeah. It doesn't really fix any problems. It doesn't fix problems. anything. They're doing the PUBG method. Yeah. Give them more maps and guns and just... just they're, they're f- Push shiny things. Don't show them. <laughs> don't let them look long enough at the shiny thing to realize what's underneath the tinfoil. Yeah. Just they're, keep giving them tinfoil. It's, it's like... It kind of just kind of shows how out of touch they are because they're fixing... Something from the very beginning of the game that probably shouldn't have been necessarily in it, but now it's caused so many other problems that it's actually going to cause more problems by changing it. It's the creation engine, man. You swap that X equals 1 to X equals 2, and everything, the fucking server shuts down, and they have to go revive Frank, who, as I said last week or the week before, is being held together with duct tape in the corner. He hasn't seen his family in 30 years trying to keep that damn engine alive. It's they, so, don't let time, they don't let him go home. Every time you make that joke, it's it just makes me a little bit more sad because it's like too close to home. <laughs> uh, not, that might actually be the case. Dude, Fra- you, you realize how much they've probably bloodlet Frank in order to... Todd Howard probably has him locked in his, his closet. He has to make blood sacrifices with Frank's blood to the machine to get it to keep running. And not to mention that they're still going to run the new Elder Scrolls on that and Starfield. That's... I Welcome mm. to your hell. Moving on. Yeah. Um, yeah. To a much more positive... I don't know. I don't know the story at all. Uh, mm. Number nine. The Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, or I assume that's GLAD, not GLAD, like I want to say. <laughs> I, I'm two going ways, to the GLAD. Because it's two ways. All right. Or GLAD has added a video game category for the first time. Wait. Is it a awards thing? Yeah, they they do an awards show. I kind of wrote this shitty. Okay. They do an awards show called um, called uh, the GLAD Media Awards. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. All right. So the Gay and Lesbian Alliance... Against Defamation or Glad has added a video game category to their award show for the first time in its 30-year media award show history. The single category is simply called the Outstanding Video Game Award, and there are five nominees. Let's check them out. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The Elder Scrolls Online Somerset. Now, when... This is always the weird thing. So they say an outstanding video game, and this is where I have to ask a bunch of questions. Yes. Like, what's the criteria? One, what's the criteria? Two, you said Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay, I understand. Then you said Elder Scrolls Online Somerset. Does that mean it stops at Somerset? Like, do you not include expansions after that? Or are you saying I think specifically I think they're calling out specifically Somerset. Somerset? Okay. I didn't add it in here because we'd be here all day talking about it, but they actually have a website that... Gives a brief summary as to why that game's being nominated. Oh, okay. Which I pulled it up. I, I could probably, after you're done reading the list, I can probably go over it real quick and 
just just, just kind of peruse it for like what they're looking for in, in that category is more my what okay. I'm wondering. Uh, Guild Wars, Path of Fire, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deathfire, a lot of fire, and The Sims Mobile. Holy shit, please let The Sims Mobile win outstanding video game at any category. So it looks to be the 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 big thing. It's what what you would you could probably infer is that uh, it's inclusion of LGBTQ. Okay, stuff. That so, may, I mean that makes sense. Like Odyssey obviously makes sense. Uh, if for right. people who haven't played Odyssey, you can play a male or female character, and you can bang all the male or female people. Yeah, and if you haven't heard Matt and I talk about it, we bang anybody we can. And um, real life and the game. A lot of the characters are very Greek. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's super Greek. Um, All that love and sex stuff, man. <laughs> love and sex stuff. It's um, a reference to the color purple. Here. Somerset has uh, transgender uh, people in it. Okay. Um, I assume Guild Wars does, too. Guild Wars... Is that Guild Wars? Primarily... Players won't yeah. Guild Wars Path of Fire. I assume that's Guild Wars 2 Path of Fire. Yep. Okay, okay. Um, like, I don't remember Path of Fire being an expansion for the first one. Oh, did I skip the two on there? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Guild Wars 2 has LGBTQ representation, um, both major and minor. Uh, looks like maybe players have using it. Yeah, the same thing for Pillars of Eternity, LGBTQ representation, and they, they're fluid with uh, same sex uh, relationships. And I assume Sims is too, obviously. Yeah, so. Sims is the same way. So hey, cool. Good for them. Yeah. And they actually I, I kinda like this in a way because obviously Assassin's Creed Odyssey is in there. Right. And they had their little uh tiff yeah, that we talked tiff. about in the beginning of the show. Their little snafu at the beginning. And Glad released a state a separate statement about about that incident basically. And it was like, hey, you know, we, we know we added them on as a nominee and uh, we stand by that like we contacted them about it and had a good back and forth and they told us what they were changing and we thought that was great and and even then you called i mean even then you could still use the explanations you called out expansions of other games you could just say that you don't recognize the dlc of assassin's creed we choose not to recognize the senator (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay well you're up next on these two Oh, I'm gonna get both. All right, cool. Because I don't know, I don't know. Well, I guess I could do, I could do Rage and Far Cry. I know that one. I don't well, know that's the one I normally would be on. Uh, here, I'll, I'll take both. I'll take both. Okay. Right, one, nine, one. Yeah, I'll take both. So, uh, just in fun poking at Bethesda ways, Bethesda has released a Fallout 76 leather, or what they say is a Fallout jacket. It's a leather Fallout jacket. It looks like a vault suit. It does have the 76 on the back. It is $276. Uh, the reason that I labeled it Bethesda Tarp Jacket is because the first response when they released it was somebody linking one of those blue tarps that you can just get at Walmart to them and going like, why'd you make a jacket out of this? Because that's about as good as it looked. And then it was also everybody continuing. See? <laughs> oh, my God. And then it was also everybody continuing to shit on them for the canvas bag thing where they're like, hey, yeah, look at this sweet picture of a canvas bag, and we're going to give you this nylon one. So everybody's like, oh, you're going to tell us you're going to sell us a leather jacket and then sell us this tarp. It's Matt, first impressions. It's bad looking. Yeah, for $276, would you buy that? It looks like someone made it who just got into cosplay, and they're like, I'm going to make 
a vault suit out of duct tape. Yeah, it, it looks like it's duct taped. Yeah, it literally does look like duct. That's what it looks so close to a tarp that that joke is too like that's too funny. <laughs> oh, Bethesda, I love you so much. Huh. This is great. And then number eleven is Rage versus Far Cry New Dawn, and everybody loves pink. Everybody loves parfaits, and everybody loves pink. Uh, so Rage put out a new trailer and started, or sorry, uh, Far Cry New Dawn put out a new trailer and was getting a bunch of media coverage. And the Rage PR people at Bethesda and the Far Cry PR people started having uh, Twitter fun with each other about um, their games, both seemingly looking very similar and also having a lot of the same aesthetic to the point where uh rage tweeted out huh i guess pink is all the rage get pumped for new rage 2 gameplay coverage next week with the picture rage 2 newer dawn <laughs> solid jokes i like it far cry new dawn responded and said glad you like our art if you also need a trailer here's a good one link to their own new trailer and then rage responded with oh sweet the game looks great hashtag on wednesdays we wear pink and then the spider-man meme of them pointing at each other being the same I really enjoyed that uh, back and forth. I wonder if they... Do you think they get a hold of each other beforehand and like work this out? Or do you think no. that was just totally on the fly? I think it was on the fly. The same way when you see like Wendy's Twitter blowing up on people, it's on the fly. They just let some random social media guy go for the day. They're like, yeah, have fun with it. You got about three hours. Just do what you want. <laughs> you could wreck some shit in three hours. <laughs> you can destroy some stuff in three hours. Uh I forgot that those games. Were I like out. it. I like it, but at the same time, it's almost the way that that works. It sounds like uh, Far Cry almost took it like a little too seriously. Where, yeah, but I was gonna poke fun and have it, and they're like having fun with it with the new Erd on and ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. And then the way they're like, yeah, well, here's a good trailer. You're like, whoa, hey, buddy, <laughs> I'm having a fun time. Like Spider Man memes, Mean Girls quote, like. Uh. I forgot about those games when they come out. Uh, eventually. Far Cry New Dawn's pretty soon. Uh, Rage is after that. I think Rage is March, April, May window, and Far Cry New Dawn is the late February, March, April, May window. I heard that uh, New Dawn adds They're in... supposed to both be pre-E3, I guess. There's there's my window. I heard New Dawn adds in uh, RPG stuff. I don't know what yes. the deal is with that. Like and RPG Joseph Seed is an ally. Did not see that. All right, Joseph? Which, Joseph, Joseph, we always fuck this up. Whatever that seed is, who's alive? Not Jacob. It's got to be Joseph. Because the other one's John. Jingle. John Jingle. February 15th. Oh, is, yeah. It's yeah. New Dawn. Which is Anthem time. So, sorry. Uh, Rage 2. But I also didn't play Blood Dragon, so. I didn't either. Um, I'll enjoy. Wow, okay. Rage 2 is May 14th. Okay, yeah. I'll enjoy watching uh New Dawn, I just I probably won't be getting it. That's actually a good idea. Maybe I'll watch it on Twitch or something. Yeah, I'll probably watch like if Ray plays it, I'll probably watch him play it. Mm, that's a good idea. That'll save me some money. Brown man. All right. Um uh, we were graced with the presence of me. the GDC's oh. yearly state of the game industry report. Uh, This is a survey of game developers who plan on attending the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco. 
So this is so this survey should represent a good cross section of the industry. I was gonna do a Todd Howard oil tycoon impression and ask and ask if that includes <laughs> him. Yeah. Oh, hey. hmm? You got that tycoon? <laughs> uh what about death claws? <laughs> oh, Nate's dying. All right, we're gonna jump into these numbers it here. It really hurts to get that high. Um forty four percent. Say they work over 40 hours. Well, so do I, but I don't. Am I? <laughs> With 69% of hey. that number. hey oh, 69, 69% of that number giving the reason as, quote, self-pressure. I can, I can see that. And 59% saying they didn't think the amount they worked was excessive. Uh, they... Could choose more than one response uh, for working over 40 hours. So there is some like overlap. Yeah. There's some weird uh, percentages there. If you don't, you know, if you don't realize like, that. Yeah. I'm self pressured, but yeah, it's not insane. Yeah. Um, it was like the percentage for people who work like a ridiculous amount, like, you know, 80 plus, 80 plus hours was like one or 2%. I can't remember exactly yeah. which one. I, I believe that. That sounds, sounds correct. Um, let's see here. Another interesting question was if a steam justifies its 30% take. Um, and 59% responded with either no or probably not. Agreed. Which I find is this very insightful. Like, I feel like we're going to see steam drop there. They have to. If they, yeah, if they want to stay competitive. Or they're gonna I mean, we've, we've already seen it with division leaving and everything else. Like, it. I, the joke is you're not long for this world. We all know Steam's library is going to be fine, but it's yeah. the, like you you better start making changes, otherwise people are just going to start. Your big guys are going to start just being like deuces, dude. I don't have time. Hey, bud. All right, where else were we? Uh, unions came up, of course. Uh, they were asked if they should unionize. Forty-seven uh, percent said yes. Nate just murdered something. Violently, I don't know if that came very violent. I don't know if that came through on the podcast. Oh, I'm I, certain it did. I had to kill it. What was it? I'm sorry, I, uh, spider. Jesus, I thought it was like a black widow or something about to kill Max. That was if crazy. I if I have a black widow in this house, I'm blowing it up. <laughs> Yeah, dude, your shelves are falling over. Uh, Go ahead and repeat the point that I just interrupted. (laughs) I'll fix this. Okay. Um, Unions came up, of course. They were asked if they should unionize. 47% said yes. 26% said maybe. 16% said no. And 11% said, I don't know. Uh, And then they were asked if they will unionize, uh, which... (laughs) It's not, you know, they don't seem confident. We'll put it that way. Uh, 21% said yes, 39% said maybe, 24% said no, and 15% said don't know. So seems like generally uh, game devs want to unionize. Um, As they should. But they realize that it's probably not realistic, which is sad but true. Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, also, I don't think you've ever gotten this, by the way, and you shouldn't because I don't think you've ever played Animal Crossing. No, I haven't. But you, you should get that reference. He's basically Walmart. Oh, okay. That's what the yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway uh, they definitely should unionize. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no downside to them trying to better themselves. Like, and, yeah, the only downside would be towards the corporations and their greed for keeping all the good stuff to themselves like that cash flow. Hey, corporations are people too. <laughs> um, let's see here. PC is still the dominant platform for game releases, uh, but this is the first year it was over half at 56%. So it actually went up, which I think is interesting because I would not have guessed that that would be the case. Um. Switch showed a significant increase in platform interest among devs coming in second only to PC, which naturally makes sense because, you know, PC has the biggest yeah, you'd, share. You're going to have a hard time beating a PC sales. Yeah, it's just easier, too, to yeah. release on PC. Um, then again, if you see some of the shit releasing on Switch, uh, yeah, and the PlayStation Store, it might be easier to release on PC, but holy shit, is there no curation anywhere? Anyway, that's a Side thing. Um, we haven't heard about new consoles yet, and I guess neither have developers, as just 2% said they were working on exclusively next-gen games. Uh, that's not the number I gave you. Are you sure about that? I feel confident in that. Okay. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know. That's what I saw. I looked at the, um, I, I looked at the GDC survey, so... I think the, you gave I me a stat I saw for something. It. I thought I saw another number. I definitely saw the. I definitely put the union one in, and I definitely think I put it one about the next gen in. But I don't know if I had the word exclusively in it. Oh, that might that made I think, a difference. I think I had ones that were developing for next gen, mm. but not necessarily exclusively next gen. Yeah. Which I think it would be a little bit higher. Which was like it was eleven percent or something. Like I think that. it was higher than that. I think it was closer to like twenty to thirty even. Um, only 9% of developers surveyed are planning on using paid item crates or loot boxes. So that was better get out of that Zoom fest. Well, then again, you talk to certain developers and they would be like, no, that's not a paid item or a loot, a loot box. It's a random chance box that I pick up. Yeah. We call those fun crates. And you're like, (laughs) the fuck do you miss a loot box? Fun crates. (laughs) Um, there was a whole slew of stats that I, I don't know. They were interesting, but I didn't want to like. You know, go stat crazy. Like they did the they did a breakdown of VR, which I thought was interesting. The interesting part about it was that um, they like they had one of those like you know are you who's interested in developing on these platforms and like all of the the VRs were like pretty close to each other. Like not one is favored over the others as far as wanting to develop on. No, because I feel like everybody is just like we kind of want to just get to VR. Like we don't yeah. we're not, we don't care how we do it. We just want to have good VR and it's even the even though those percentages were probably low in terms of like would you would rather develop for VR in general or not? Mm-hmm. Those numbers might be low, but it's just because it takes it's so much to get a good one. The other interesting part though was that uh they were asked where they like what they saw was like what the next like 5 years were going to bring. Right. Like, what would be the dominant uh, mobile games reality? No, like, as far as VR goes. Oh. And almost, like, there was an overwhelming response that they everyone seemed to think that AR was the future. Yeah, that was, and I'm pretty sure I've spit that 
the exact theory before mm. when we've talked about VR, when we demoed it at PAX and we did all this stuff. I was like, dude, VR is sweet. But when AR starts happening is when I start dropping money. I don't know. I just don't have faith that they can pull off AR. I don't have faith well, they can pull off VR. True. True. We'll see. <laughs> you got to have faith. <laughs> We're going to Tahiti. We're going to be farmers at this place called New Guinea. <laughs> Mangoes. Uh, All we need is to make a lot of smoke. And we get this boat. And then we're on this island called Guarma, second off the east coast of Cuba. And then? And then? And then? I just need some money. I need some time. I need you guys not against me. <laughs> Micah, meet me back at the... We got to talk about some stuff. <laughs> Work on the plan. The goddamn the damn plan! plan. <laughs> God damn plan! <laughs> Trying to pull up the survey. Honestly, you know how entertaining long. that that like game done over, but taken with an equalizer and turned up would be. It probably we could do that. Like rather than turn it down, where it's like we're a goddamn plan. You turn it up, it's just like, we're a goddamn plan. <laughs> That was frightening. <laughs> just like immediately Dutch. You're just laughing at the entire time. Frightening. Miss Grimshaw. <laughs> she always was a two-bit whore. Huh? <laughs> Holy shit. We should get somebody that can do the Mickey voice to reread all of Dutch's lines. Uh, Back to the console. Sorry. <laughs> 16% are developing titles for existing and future platforms. I think that was the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are developing for... Well, yeah, and I think they've used that to say that they're developing for future platforms. Yeah, in consideration of both. Right. Yeah, because that, that sounds right. Because you still have stuff like FIFA and whatever that releases on both generation. And, you know, there's, there's still, especially for the first couple years of a new gen, there's guys developing both... So, yeah, rarely, rarely do you see an exclusivity kickoff at the start of a generation. Unless it's like console exclusive. That's the only time. And then some you don't see for another uh, however many years we're in Crackdown 3. 16% is still pretty low. Considering... It's pretty low, but it's it's still pretty good. I mean, that's one fifth if you round up. So, yeah, I think... um I kind of get the feeling that GDC skews towards smaller developers as well, not necessarily like the big developers that would be. Um, I think I think it's a, a a mix of both, but I would say the pool is probably larger of smaller developers. Yeah, but they I think I'm pretty sure they still grab some some people from other ones, but I'm sure other ones are also so NDA that they can't say yeah. anything. Push shizzle. Faux Shizzle, can you click the link in the deals while I wax poetic? In the deals, I just wanted to go ahead and hit out Humble again for the monthly ones for January. You get Yakuza 0 and the Division Bundle. Can you click the link, Matt? Holy shit. The one that says caffeine? Yes. (laughs) No, the other one that's below that. Well, it's just a weird link. I know it's weird. It'll make sense when you get there. 
Uh, the monthly ones for January are guaranteed Yakuza Zero and Division, and therefore, you know, I get all weird I'm saying, things installed on my iPad. You're not getting weird <laughs> things installed in your iPad. I could do that differently if I wanted to. I'd give you a different link that I would name a fluffy puppies. <laughs> I'd fall for that. I know you'd click immediately. <laughs> like, look at Milo pictures. All right, Yakuza Zero Division. And you get more on February 1st, but it's just a call out once again to Nate's favorite game. Not really, but he loved it of Division leading into Division 2 coming out in March. Now, I told Matt to click on a link that said caffeine. Matt questioned me the entire time, and now he will tell you about it. It is the humble bundle. Bundle, bundle, bundle. All right, so pay what you want, and you get Headlander. Goner Blueberry Edition. Treadnoughts, which all are viewed very positive on Steam. Very positive. And then Caffeine, which I, whatever Caffeine is. Caffeine is a program, it's, it's a streaming Social thing. Social broadcasting. Yeah, it's a it's a streaming thing, but you just download it and you kick off and you you can stream that way. Like, oh. it, it, it's its own stream. It's another streaming platform. It's one that doesn't get talked about much. I remember when it first came out. Uh, I never tried it out or anything, but it's just another, another uh, streaming thing. Uh, pay more than the average, which is $7.06. And you'll get This War of Mine, all worth it on its own. Yeah, worth it on its own just to watch Matt play for two hours and get really confused about why someone's dying. True. Because that happened, and it was glorious. <laughs> uh, Ken Follett's The Pillars of Earth. And Dear Esther, which is Landmark Edition. Which I've heard good things about. I just never played it. All... Also positive on Steam. Uh, pay $12 or more, and you'll also get Tyranny and Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun. You say Tyranny or Tyranny? Tyranny. Tyranny. Okay. I'm just curious. I don't know what the correct phonetic way to I don't know either. Is. I didn't, I've always said Tyranny. I've never thought about it until just now, and now I'm like, fuck. I've always, right. said, I've always said Tyranny. Tyranny. That kind of makes sense. Tyranny, Tyranny. I don't I, know. We'll look at it. We'll look at Maybe we're both right. It's probably one of those situations. Aluminium. Um, T- tomatoes. <laughs> also, Ginger. very positive reviews. And then there's a free World of Warships thing. I don't know if that's part of this. Uh, no, that's just if you, uh, I think, you buy anything or sign up for the newsletter or something, mm-hmm. you get free World of Warships stuff. And that's just for you to think about, I guess, if you want free World of Warships stuff, you nerd. nerd. I haven't played Warships in a really long time. I saw it on Steam the other day. It's got a. CV rework that came out and a lot of memes on it. A lot of, you know, people aren't liking it. Oh, boy. All right. Well, before I lose Matt to World of Warships, we have another episode to record where we talk about food. Food. And Nate's weird Pavlovian thought with certain metal dishes. Yeah. He'll explain it. All right. I guess. That being said, bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.